Live, live, all the way live. Don't need to <laughs> Just say you sound like a pirate. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Sunday of the month, which means it's time for Chef Del's Kitchen with Chef Del Srofe, and he is going to be making Nacho Mama's Mother's Day, a wonderful vegan Mother's Day brunch inspired by the holiday that just passed, Cinco de Mayo. Please welcome him to the show. What you cooking today, my friend? Oh my goodness, we're going to have an adapted version of my cauliflower scramble made a little more southwest. So we're going to do a, what's it called? Cauliflower, let me check the name right. Scrambled cauliflower rancheros. No. So rancheros is traditionally just like a huevos rancheros. It's an egg dish, blah, 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 and all that. But we're going to do it with cauliflower. You can do it with, I've done it with tofu, but I love the cauliflower version because it's just, it's, it's easy and lower fat and all the other healthy things. Uh, we've got sauce. We've got to make refried beans. We've got to make, um, we got toast or tortillas. Oh, we're going to do a, a, a pan grilled corn and peppers. And of course, you all are getting all the recipes there and that link that Chef Aid is providing for you. So it's, it's, um, it's a yay yummy menu and I know what I'm having for lunch. <laughs> I'll get that link up in just a moment sad that there's no one here to share it with me today. So I have lunch and dinner, I suppose. So let me go ahead and get started. Um, we're going to start as always. If you've never been here before, if you've never cooked in a whole food plant-based kitchen before, it's an oil-free kitchen. And we're starting off with an oil-free dry skillet. As we always do, we always start off with our high water content vegetables like onions and carrots and celery and peppers and mushrooms and things like that. And I'm starting off in our ranchero sauce because it's going to be the longest cooking. Um, it needs about 15 minutes on the back stove there. There's, the, the thing about this oil-free thing, right, is the people are always like, when the first time I did it, 20 years ago for pan poppers that I eat oil-free, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. the thing about the oil-free pan is that you, when you put your vegetables in there, they're not going to go bursting into flame and all that kind of stuff. You can see they're not even really browning yet. You can't really see this today because they're only going on camera. But you know, they're not going to um they're not gonna brown the birds in the flame all that. You just have to get in there and um and love them gently, right? But remember, high water content vegetables first, then your spices. You're only gonna put your spices like our garlic and our chili powder, etc., just for a minute to toast them, and then you go on with the rest of your dish. So we're starting off with our, our onions and then we'll do our garlic. It's, it's, it's how you'll see all of my recipes where we start off with a saute, they all start off this way. I've reconfigured recipes, uh, traditional and non-traditionally so that they fit into this format. And the nice thing about that for you is if you, if you learn to do it this way, then you can learn to take your own traditional family recipes and convert them to this kind of a, a way of cooking. So, I love it. I've been doing it for 20 years. It's gotten so easy. It's it's an automatic pilot kind of thing. What you're going to look at, you're going to see the pan will start to brown, right? Your vegetables will start to brown. A little bit of brown will come off into the bottom of the pan. And that's all good. That brown stuff is flavor that we want. Um, if there were little bits in there, they would be called the fond, but since we're not doing the oil, we're just getting that brown, but we want that brownness to come up off the bottom of that pan, right? We don't want that to stick. So 
we're going to take a little water or broth. I've got broth today as needed just to deglaze the pan. That's called deglazing it, which pulls all that good stuff off the bottom because you want to make sure that it's right there in your dish. Did you get a little uh, not a, a, a secret to mind of celebration, Chef AJ? No, you know what I did? You know that truth about health conference that's going on for 17 days? I had to speak twice on that day. So I, I, I was working all day, so I didn't do anything, but I did make chili. I saw your big bag of uh, sweet potatoes yesterday. Was that today or yesterday? Yeah, you, you were cheating for six hours one day and you had a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, thanks. Sweet potatoes to the rescue, baby. Do you Are you able to get the white ones in, in Ohio? Because a lot of people say they can't get the Hannah or the white ones where they no, live. I have just started seeing them um, about three months ago. I was doing a cooking class and I get my groceries delivered and they, they show up and they're white. And I was like, well, what is this? And blah, blah, blah. And, and they were the white ones. So yeah, we get them here pretty easily. Do you like them better than, than the garnish? Or the I other? do. I just, the orange are not my favorite. I think, try them and let me know what you think. I like them. I like the orange better. But I, maybe it's just because of what I'm used to. I think the white ones I thought were a little starchier, didn't you? Yes, that's why I like them because they're less mushy. Oh, okay, mushy. Yeah, I don't mind much. Well, I, you know, the story of me and sweet potatoes is that growing up, I'm adding garlic, by the way, guys, in just for a minute. The story with me and sweet potatoes is that uh, when I grew up, the only way I saw a sweet potato was either in candied yam or sweet potato pie. So I've had to uh, expand my horizons <laughs> as an adult by other things, right? Yep. All right. So I'm adding my garlic. I want to add my, my jalapeno pepper. Be careful if you're not used to the heat. If you have a really hot stove, you add the jalapeno pepper. It can it can really uh, get in there and do some damage. And then we're going to go ahead and add our spices. We've got cumin. Uh, we've got Mexican oregano. If you can't find Mexican oregano, regular oregano works just fine. And then I've got chipotle chili powder and ancho chili powder. Um, ancho chili powder, they're both smoked. So they give you that smoky flavor. But the ancho chili powder is milder. And the chipotle chili powder uh, is made with, uh, with um, um, a jalapeno pepper that's been smoked. So it's got the spicier thing to it. All right. But what's uh, the difference in the oregano, Dell? I mean, is it what is the difference between Mexican it's oregano and it's got a slightly distinctive, more pungent flavor to it? Okay. Yeah. And I, I've been growing, uh, I grew last year Puerto Rican oregano, which I liked a lot. So I'm going to grow that again this year in my garden. All right. So we're going to add, we've got our spices out there, let those toast for a minute. And then we're going to add our tomatoes. And at this point, you could deglaze the pan again with some broth or whatever, but our tomatoes are nice and moist, and we're going to add a broth and let that do that for us. And by the way, you can buy, you, oh my God, it smells so good. You can buy uh, ranchero sauce, but you know, the problem with most prepared sauces is all the ick, all the ick they add to it. So there's plenty of uh, too much salt usually, and added sugars, oils, and other ingredients that you don't necessarily want. And look, how long does this take to make, right? Add our half cup of vegetable broth, turn that upon and it does things. All right, so there's that. I'm gonna take that and put that on my back stove so I can continue on with you guys up front. Do you make your own broth, Dell, or do you buy it? Um, so I cheat. Um, I have bought it. But this is from um, a broth powder 
that I created when I was at Wellness Forum Health. Um, and it's all dehydrated vegetables and seasonings and some nutritional yeast and salt-free. And um, so I mix that up and then you can strain out the solids if you want to. And that's what I have. Nice. You know, the question, and one of the questions they asked me, I get asked this all the time, almost every time I teach, and I don't know if you know the answer to it, but there, you know, nutritional yeast is wonderful, but there are people that just can't have it either allergic or it, you know, in intolerance. What is a substitute for nutritional yeast? Will there ever be one? I don't know. I, I, I really wouldn't worry about it if you can't, it's hard, isn't it? I don't, I don't know a substitute for it, a good substitute for it. Um, nutritional yeast is part of the umami, which is the savory characteristics. Um, so you might think about a little bit of miso, but the problem with miso finds that you need to find what's low sodium, right? So if maybe miso might be the closest thing to nutritional yeast. Um, and I believe there are some low sodium brands out there now. All right, so 15 minutes in my vegetable broth. Oh, by the way, I'm making dessert, you guys. I, I hardly ever make dessert um, for classes unless I'm doing dessert class because making dessert usually means I'm going to eat dessert. So, and I'm alone today. I usually have someone here. And if I make something like I'm making today and I don't, I don't want to eat it, I can give it away. Um, but it's just me today, so... Yeah, you're usually live before a studio audience. <laughs> right? All right, so we're going to make our, our, our scrambled cauliflower rancheros. Um, I, I, these are just another easy breakfast dish, right? Once you, and, and I recommend this all the time, once you prep your vegetables, prep them ahead of time, and you're good to go. The, the dish is half done at that point, right? So get that prep going and the day of your Mother's Day brunch and then you're, 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 you're done. That's it, you know? Again, heating our skillet just like we did. Um, I said you could do this with tofu, um, cauliflower, jackfruit is another one of those new, jackfruit is, is relatively new in my kitchen, but it's got, if you want that meaty texture that some people need, um, that's a good one. Um, tempeh is another thing that you could save time, which I don't eat as much anymore because it's a little more processed. Um, I could do this kind of with just beans. You know, you want something that's really healthy and, and, and just beans, the cauliflower is pretty good. So we're going to start off like we do with every vegetable dish and saute some veggies, red onions, mushrooms, whatever kind you like, slice. That's eight ounces, which is about three cups. I've been snacking on the fresh mushrooms this morning. And then some jalapeno or some poblano peppers. Poblano peppers are a, a little more spicy than green bell peppers. Green bell peppers being not spicy at all, um, but not nearly as spicy as your jalapeno. So I they're all slower. Huh? I love jalapenos. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, of course. You know, it's really, don't, don't you feel like sometimes it's just the seeds that are spicy in the jalapeno? Yeah, if you don't like the spice, you can um, always pick the seeds out. It's actually not the seeds, technically, it's the, the ribbing that holds the seeds in place. The membrane, kind of. The membrane is, is what really does that. So if you want to get a truly mild, 
You got to get rid of that memory. But you know, you do you guys. It's um, <laughs> it's a you do you kind of kitchen in my book. You want to get if you want to really get your uh, your mushrooms. You can't. You almost can't overcook mushrooms. Really. Let those get a good sear on them. Turn it up to high and make the magic happen. It really will make a difference. In terms of that, now we used to take my mom out to brunch every Mother's Day, and then there was buffets. And hardly ever would you find any kind of Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex or Mexican or anything. Like that. And my mom wasn't really a fan, but um, I, I wonder if I cooked for her now, she would like some of this. You never know. Uh huh. Taste can change. Well, yeah, they do. My dad, my dad, and um, you know, my dad used to live out there near you when you were in Southern California. And so he actually discovered several different kinds of Latin cuisines that he liked when he was out there. But you know, Columbus, where I live in Ohio, we've got it all. We've got Mexican and Tex-Mex and Venezuelan and Colombian. Um, so it really is kind of a, a food place. But the question I always get asked is, is, there's still no place in the world. Oh, this is a big announcement. Those of you coming to Columbus, we have a restaurant called Porsche's, and I, I'm going to brag about her. She's a friend of mine. Porsche's is probably one of the healthiest vegan restaurants in Columbus. We have 13 here. But she now has an oil-free section on her menu. Wow, that's amazing. And so that's just, to me, is, is the most exciting thing because you still cannot get that. And when you ask if just somewhere about doing oil free they look at you like you're kind of nuts it's slowly turning around right notice i added my water there you can see the pan starting to get my healing real high here if you get that sear making that magic happen do you still go to that restaurant that has that famous beef burger north star yeah. Not very often. Um, one, I have a rough time. I recreated in one of my cooking classes, I did my version of their their burger um, because I did one, theirs is like $16 now. Wow. You can't you can't talk me into paying $16 for a burger that I can make for, for less than two, right? Or for less than a dollar even. Yeah. But yeah, North Star, it's a treat, you know, it's it's a it's a nice little treat, but no, not very often. It's hard to go out to eat. I, you know, you know how I struggle with my weight as it is. Going out to eat is never friendly with weight loss. It's a pleasure trap. <laughs> it, it really is. I'm working my way out of that pleasure trap. I seem like I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing that, but it's what it is, right? Yeah. Garlic. Nutritionally, just for a minute. Again, little miso if you want. If you're using miso, don't add salt anywhere else in the dish. You may not need it. And then we've got turmeric. I'm not using black pepper. We've got some more chili powder. And then the cauliflower. I've got a one pound bag that I thought out overnight. And that's almost it, you guys. Look how easy this, this comes together. We're gonna add a little more broth to deglaze our pan. 
whether you solve this or not, it's up to you. And this is part two. So we've got our soft going on back here. Soft is looking dry. I'm gonna add a little more broth to it. So then we'll puree it in a minute. Yummy. <laughs> you know, that cauliflower on chair doesn't have to be breakfast. It can be dinner. No, no, no. This is easily not a breakfast. Easily any meal that you want to make out of it. Um, for me, the, to make it a nice brunch, it's just about the presentation, which I'll show you here when we're done. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, this would be a great dinner. And you could serve this over rice. You could serve this with your tortillas. You could serve it taco style. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in a tortilla. Yeah, we're going to do it tostada style. So you toast your corn tortillas and lay those flat in the, in the plate. And then you top that with your refried beans and, and the like, and off you go. And you're just going to cook this until it's tender, which does not take long. Those poblanos are hotter than the other. Here's the, here's the thing about sometimes your peppers, they're unpredictable. Um, you're never gonna get a two poblanos that have the exact same heat range, the same thing with jalapeno or any other hot pepper. Um, these are spicier than usual. I can actually taste the kick up in here. So that's just the nature of the beef. So keep that in mind if you're spice sensitive. Um, let me get a look at it there, guys. Isn't that pretty? Nice. All right, I'm going to trade places again. See if I can do this two-handed chef. I can because what we're going to do with our ranchero sauce is puree that before we start our refried beans. Make a little magic happen here, or maybe I'll just do this and we'll puree it a little bit later. Isn't Mother's Day like the most busiest restaurant day of the whole year? That's what I heard once. Mother's Day? Yeah. Ugh. Because yeah. Every, mothers don't want to cook for themselves on Mother's Day. The one that I hated when I was working in a restaurant was Valentine's Day. Mother's Day for brunch, I can, I can always manage that. But Valentine's Day always just seemed like a nightmare of expectation. You know what I mean? I have another surprise for you. This is my grandmother's cast iron skillet. Wow. Um, yes, it is an oil-free skillet. Now, it used to be, have oil in it, but I've scrubbed enough and washed enough that uh, that's no longer true. Family heirloom. It is. This one's probably 50, 60 years old, maybe 50 years old. She died in 1981. I've had it ever since, so I've had it for 40 years. All right, let's make um, refried beans real quick because those won't take long. And refried beans, you can buy, by the way, you, you, you can cheat here. If you want to, you can um, 
you can buy refried beans in a can already made. Look for fat-free, which is a common, easily found thing. And then look for um, salt-free, right? And the same thing with you. If you're buying canned beans, look for salt-free and then uh, no oil added or no other ingredients added. So it uh, shouldn't be that, that hard to find. All right, let's see. We're going to make the big assemblies coming up at the end of all this. Refried beans, it's the same old story. It's another saute. I need to find a variety of recipes that were not just about sauteing, isn't it? But if you think about it as a master class in sauteing, it all same. So the big question I get asked about my cast iron skillet is, you know, when you clean it, doesn't it get rusty? After 50 years, probably not. Um, but I have one that does uh, when I wash it. And you know what you do when you get ready to use it? You just wipe out the rust, right? And then go on as usual. All right. Go ahead and puree my ranchero sauce while we're waiting on onions to cook just a little bit. And then taste this ranchero sauce before you serve it. At this point, you might want to thin it out a little bit. That's up to you. I'll see what it looks like here in a second. That's perfection. There's our sauce. I'll show that to you. It's delicious. They make me very happy. Onions, there's some garlic, some cumin, some more chili powder. As you see the theme of chili powder today. Refried beans, you know, you'll find as many varieties of refried beans in the world as you will. I mean, black refried beans, there's all kinds of ways to cook them. Well, I used to make them, and you added a hot bottle of beer to them and let it cook down, but I don't keep beer in the house, so that's kind of a no-do anymore. Let that toast for a minute. Add your beans. Make sure you drain and rinse those beans. And let the cook for just a minute to heat through. And at this point, you might want to add, um, I don't think it calls for in your recipe, but you might want to add in a little broth just so these can heat up through. And then what you're going to do when you're ready, you can puree them in a food processor if you want, right? Throw them in the food processor, add more broth to that to get them the little texture you want. A lot of them are traditionally done by hand. And I kind of like them by hand because it's nice to have that texture. Sometimes I do use refried beans as a sauce, um, for example, like as a, a um, condiment for sandwiches, right? But it's up to you what kind of texture you like. But if you want a little more texture left in there, try them like this, because one, one less uh, one less thing you have to clean up. And two, 
it doesn't make for a bad thing. See how quickly those come together? Is that like a five minute recipe or what, Jeff AJ? That is so quick. There's no reason to buy, and, and by the way, if you're if you make these with dry beans, um, you're gonna spend about one fourth the price that you'd spend to buy them already prepared in the store. All right, I need to find a place to put these. While we move on to, I think we have our corn and peppers and then dessert. And we're done. How are we on time? Oh, we're good. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. I'm going to turn my rancheros off. I need a pan for my corn and peppers. I need to wipe my eyes up. It's warm here today, which, you know, we call that in Ohio this time of year. Warm means 70 degrees. And the house is closed up, which makes it even warmer. All right, I'm gonna use a bigger pot with the corn so you can be able to see this easily. Same old thing. Now, here, with the trick with this, this is our grilled corn and peppers. And, or we call it pan-roasted corn and peppers. Um, you're gonna add all your vegetables on a high heat. Just a real high heat. You want your corn thawed so that it, it participates in that high heat cooking so that you can sear them, which gives them a little bit of that grilled flavor that we're used to. Um, when we're cooking indoors. All right, so let your pan heat up enough. I'm going to go over here and taste our refried beans while we're waiting on that, see how we did on the spices. Perfect. Mm. Make this, make this, and then tell me how you liked it because it's a good one. Um, I think I forgot for my refried beans. We're going to do a half of a lime juice, so don't let me forget that. Make that done so we know we're good. Stir that up a little bit. All right. And then, of course, again, letting this get good and hot. And how long it takes to heat a pan depends upon the type of pan you're using. Your cast iron skillet takes longer to heat. The advantage of a cast iron skillet is once you heat it, it stays hotter. Cast iron skillet is actually the perfect skillet for a stir fry because it gets hot and it stays hot and that's what you want with a stir fry cooking so that was a america's test kitchen result <laughs> not a chef delta me it's whatever i happen to have in front of me but that's okay too all right and this is another dish and this is going to take a minute so you know, none of these take any length of time, right? You can do a lot of it ahead of time and then reheat to serve. So up to you, right? And again, good hot stove. Our onions, the red pepper. You can hear that crackling in there. I mean, it's getting hot. Our poblano peppers and our corn. Get your corn room temperature if you can, because otherwise it'll cool your 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 uh stove your pan. And then add water to this as infrequently as possible, so that you can that that sear in there. So we want some of the water to come out of the corn and all of that. And when it does, we'll be good to go. 
AJ, I need another pan. Uh-oh. Well, you know what we'll do? I'll show you. We'll do it differently. I was going to toast our tortillas. If you can find them, um, look for corn tortilla where the ingredients are as simple as these. Organic yellow corn. This one does have sea salt and a trace of lime. You can make your own. They're not that hard to make. Um, but if you can, they're hard to find without salt. There's not a lot of salt added to these. Sodium is 10 milligrams. So it's just a tiny bit. Look at how colorful that is, you guys. That's some that's a pretty presentation for my mom on the show. All right, who did not get their green onions? Oh, yeah, I've got garbage. AJ, how's the weather up there in Northern California? Hey, it's 70 today, finally warming up. <laughs> you didn't get any snow, did you? No, but lots of rain. <laughs> it's been crazy out there. Not used to it, I'll tell you. So guys, the longer you let this cook, the more water comes out of that corn and all the vegetables, and that's what concentrates our flavor. So let it do its thing and uh, reap the rewards with that yumminess, right? And then I believe we are almost ready. So we gotta make we gotta make dessert, AJ. Yay! I think that's your first time. Uh huh. I think it's your first time on the show making dessert. Yeah, um, you won't, again, I don't do it too often. So you'll notice I've not added any water to this. And I don't know if you can see it from where you are, but just starting to get a little color on the corn and all that. That the sugar in the corn caramelizing gives you that delicious flavor you want, right? Whether you add salt or not, it's up to you. But what you want to do just before you're you're done with it, and I'm going to stop it early. It could go a few minutes more, but we'll stop it early just to keep us on a friendly time frame. Uh, just a little bit of, of your vegetable broth to deglaze that pan right before you serve it. You turn that off, and you're you're going to get all that flavor up out of the pan, and again into the corn. Now yours truly has to make a room, make some room. This is where if we were on television, we would go to a commercial break. <laughs> I wish I had something to advertise. <laughs> your, broth is, your broth looks very yellow. It almost looks like orange juice from... The broth? Yeah. It's got a lot of nutritional yeast in it. Okay. Is why. And it is kind of yellow, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, probably the number one ingredient in that recipe is nutritional yeast. And let's see how we can do this. When you come over here, you go over there. I'm going to move you over there, move this down one so you can see our Mexican chocolate pudding in action. Is that a Cuisinart or a Breville food process? This is a Cuisinart. Looks good. My baby. 
And of course, there's all my parts. Parts is parts, AJ. You're used to working in small spaces, aren't you? Oh yeah, I I would uh, probably never work in a large space. Um, we don't need to talk about this because you know one, it's a it's a it's a means on place efficiency kind of thing. You you make the most use out of your space. You make the most efficient use out of it, and it's safe. I'm not going all across the hallway to go get things, right? It's all right here. My kitchen, so the, this works perfectly because literally my kitchen, instead of the refrigerators over there, ideally I'd love it right here, but really everything is right here and right behind me. And so I, I, I don't have to uh, fret too much about that. That's the secret, mise en place. Uh -huh. The secret is mise en place. You know, I, I read. I started reading a really good book about these on Pops recently, and um, I tell you what I liked about it was the fact that he talks about in this book about creating a, a sense of mise en place in everything you do. Um, so with mise en place, it's not just about chopping and vegetables and putting them in a certain order to have them ready to go when you need them, um, but it's creating your whole spaces like that and it's organized. You know, your knives are where they're supposed to be and your forks and everything's where it's supposed to be. And then your head is organized to do the task ahead of you so that you know what you're doing. So I, I love that, that sense of um, organization that he adds to um, the traditional sense of mise en place. What's the name of the book? I will look it up and send it to you. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, was it a book or an article? All right, so Mexican chocolate pudding. And quick and easy. And you know, I don't do too much tofu for you guys, but um, your options for making a chocolate pudding creamy, I've tried it with beans and they're a little bit too gritty. I've tried it with, um, I've tried it with cauliflower. And, um, I'm not quite there yet with cauliflower. You almost need to have something else to, for it to thicken with the cauliflower. Um, and avocado, again, the avocado has got too much fat for me. You know, I, I don't tolerate that, that fat that well. So I, I go back to my, my silken tofu and um, off you go. And this, uh, if you have your silken tofu chill, by the way, keep, you can keep it in your refrigerator, um, then you can have this, this lovely little dessert in about five minutes, right? So it takes no time to put together. Your silken tofu, it's a 12 ounce package, a half cup of um, maple syrup, or you could use about the same amount. If you're, if you're used to using date paste instead, you use the same amount. And if you're not, if you're brand new to it, you might use three quarters of a cup of the date puree, date paste, and, and be lovely. And then the third cup of your unsweetened cocoa powder, and um, a pinch of a cayenne and a little bit of chipotle for some smoke and of course some vanilla. Do you say a pinch of smoke? A pinch of chipotle. Wow. <laughs> a chipotle powder for a little smokiness. I know, it's a, it's a chocolate pudding to the radical stages. 
Have you ever made flan? And you always want to go in here and pull it off the sides. Have you ever made flan, Del? Say what? Have you ever made flan? Uh, I did. I made back in the nineties a cashew butter flan when people were still, you know, cashews are all the thing now, but back then it was a relatively new thing. And I made a, um, I made, I made a cashew, cashew mayonnaise. And then I thought, well, this could be great for desserts. And so I, and this is back, I was before I was oil free, um, but I could make it with it into a dessert as well. And I did, it was delicious, quite delicious, but I haven't made it since. And you just want to let that go until it's smooth and creamy. Let's see what we look like here, and I'll show it to you. Yeah, pretty much there. And uh, I'll, show, I'll show it to you in a minute. I want to um, make some space here so I can serve up everything. But before I do that, I have to toast my tortillas. And there's a couple of ways you can toast them. Today, we're going to be doing the Oh my, I don't, might be out of, oh, okay, hang on. We're gonna change out the fuel. Oh, you're still there. Get the in there and make me. Well, it's not gonna happen. Mm. Have, you ever, have you ever made tortillas from scratch? Yeah, I have a tortilla press. They're easy. I make, I've been making all my flatbreads um, from scratch just because they're easy. I'm getting ready to test the recipe for uh, course that I'm working on um, that uh, uses oat flour to make them. Oh, there it goes. So yeah, they're they're pretty easy. And again, if you make your own, one, you'd be amazed how delicious they taste. And two, uh, uh, how inexpensive they are to make, right? All right, so I'm gonna um, cheat here and toast my tortillas on an open flame. You just need a second if you do them like that. And you need to have chef's hands, so be careful. Oh, and I put the fire out. There we go. All right, you just you just want to soften those up. Um, they're just not as good when they're fresh. You can you don't have to worry about it so much. But when you're when you're buying them packets like this, you do want to soften those up. And I'll just do a, two, a couple of them so you can see them. Seam in action for the mama. All right, AJ, I'm excited. Yay. I get to eat lunch very shortly. I mean, I'm excited for you guys too. Yeah. But I'm as excited for what's happening on my lunch table. All right, so let's make this look pretty. There are a few things out of the way. My tortillas right there. My 
cauliflower is right back here. And let's see if I can do this so you guys can see it. So up to you, the order in which you do this. Um, you could just sort of stack it all if you want. And I would start with a spoonful of my refried beans. There's one Mexican restaurant I go to here in town nearby um, that doesn't put lard in their beans so I can eat them. My God, they're still doing that? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. But they make theirs, um, they uh, make it really thin, like a sauce, which I kind of like. So something a little bit different. All right, and then our delicious cauliflower on top of that. I'm such a lucky guy. Oops, cozy one too. And then it's up to you. If you take your corn, you could bring it down the middle. You could yeah, eat it as a side dish. Sprinkle. Oh, you know what I forgot? The ranchero sauce. Uh oh. Right. And again, it's up to you how you make all that happen. But isn't that absolutely a perfectly gorgeous plate of food? Love it. And of course, anything for a garnish, always garnish. You know, make it make, garnishing makes we eat parsley with our eyes after all, don't we? And that's that. So that's part one. And then for dessert. You can do this either way you want to. I do a parfait style when I'm making chocolate pudding, which means that I'll take my, um, the berries go down first. So I'm just gonna serve these with some, I have blueberries and raspberries here. They were the only thing in the store that wasn't $10 a pint. And then just that dollop of chocolate pudding on top. Right, and that is happiness in a bowl. Ta -da! What do you think, AJ? I think it is amazing. All right, any questions from the audience there? Did anybody show up for a little break? Show it again, will you? Like a nice close up? Mm, yeah, there's our a little bit higher, yeah. But talk, because it you have to talk for it to. There's our um, our rancheros, our cauliflower scramble rancheros with uh, pan grilled corn peppers and uh, refried beans and ranchero sauce. And this would be our um, Mexican chocolate pudding. There's a hint of chipotle and cayenne and uh, served on a bed of berries. Just for you guys. It looks beautiful, Del. Here, there's a comment from Gina. Please tell Chef, Chef Del that we love him. So delightful and knowledgeable and thank him for sharing his expertise with us. And another viewer says, how did you find out about Whole Food Plant-Based and when did you start? Well, I've been cooking in vegan and vegetarian kitchens since 1989. So 35 years now. In fact, 35 years this month. And um, it was 
1997, when I first went vegan, that I uh, opened up a vegan bakery and not a healthy one, full, full fledged fat and sugar, and proceeded to gain over 200 pounds in the four years that I had that bakery. Um, I met Dr. Pam Popper from the Wellness Forum Health in Columbus, Ohio, which is where I live. She and I actually went to the same high school. Her, my aunt was her English teacher. But she came into the bakery one day and was looking for some products that she needed made that she couldn't find um, anymore, these snack bars. And so I started manufacturing those for her. Um, we developed a really nice business relationship over the course of the years. I've developed 45 um, in the bag mixes, as they're called, that are, are, are oil-free, whole food, plant-based mixes. In 2006, I joined that company as the executive chef and um, was there for 12 years. And we talked, since we're bringing it up, I talk about my, my weight loss struggles. I have struggled with my weight since I was eight years old. I was just telling a friend the other day, I said, I probably will struggle with the rest of my life, but I'm trying to find out what I can do to stop the pendulum from swinging. Because I've weighed 150 pounds more than I do now. I've weighed 150 pounds less than I do now. And somewhere in there, the pendulum swinging is the least healthy thing you can do, the yo-yo dieting and all that. So I've really been trying to work with coaches and such and um, try a different approach about how I look at my food and my food choices and emotional eating and binge eating and all of that that's my story that's it huh that's a good short and condensed version short story del <laughs> my, my journal has a the 75 page version if you ever want to read that oh yeah the, the book you wrote with glenn right no i have another one i have another one in but yeah that, that it's a little bit in there too you'll find it in my story with glenn mercer Yep. Uh, let's see if there's any other questions. Uh, Butterfly, love the presentation. Thank you for making it SOS free. Jesse says presentation is everything. Yeah. Let's see if you have any questions. Are you writing another book? I am writing a cookbook. Now, hopefully it'll be out before Christmas. I'm kind of an eclectic collection. I have a business. I have a um, partner that she's putting out some recipes too. Um, she's, uh, her name's Atlanta Creole. She's doing some her Creole cooking, whole food plant-based. But yeah, coming out, hopefully, we're self-publishing, hopefully by December, we out. Nice. I'm trying to get the pictures taken. I'm taking pictures now. I had to learn photography. Oh my goodness. It's amazing that you created this in such a short amount of time. That's like just shows that it doesn't have to be that complicated to make delicious, healthy food. Well, I think the, probably the advantage that I have is that I don't like long, drawn-out, complicated recipes. I, I think it can be simple and straightforward. Um, most of my recipes are, and that makes it kind of easy for the cookbook writing because it doesn't mean I'm having to test these crazy recipes all the time. But you know, I'm always writing recipes. I I taught uh, classes last year for the T. Colin Campbell Center for the Center for what's it called CNS Kitchen, which is my my support group that I have um, through the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies, and I taught forty some classes and hundred and ninety recipes of, of which maybe a hundred and plus were brand new recipes so it's kind of like I'm, there are always recipes in my head it's, it seems like to be just what, what i'm doing is i'm always writing new recipes in my head i'm looking for new approaches to old recipes one of the things i like to do is to take traditional foods and and see if we can make them healthy see if we can make them whole food plant-based right um because most of it's doable and i've learned a lot from other chefs out there some amazing things that they're doing including um, Chef AJ was the first one to ever feed me a black bean brownie. 
And I looked at her like, you are got to be crazy. And it was delicious. I know. Isn't that cool? I mean, that could be a whole book for you, like classics. Like re- Del, Chef Dell reinvents the classics. Stay tuned. We got more to do. Yeah. Well, we're going to pay for retirement here, so we got to keep writing. You'll be back on uh, Sunday, June 4th. Yeah, I don't think there's many holidays in June unless you count Father's Day. Yeah, big Father's Day. My dad will eat whatever. He will, doesn't eat my cooking a lot, but you know, my dad will be 97 in June. Whoa. That's and um, he eats a standard American diet plus vegetables. So he, he's the kind of guy that there's always vegetables on his plate, salads, and so that. And he will eat a meatless meal. Uh, but yeah, it's 97. Is your, is your brother plant-based yet? No, I don't know if he's watching today or not, but no, I've told him, I told him recently, this is one of the hard conversations that you have with your family. I said, we want to live together, right? I said, you cannot come and live in my house and bring your diet with you. Oh. I, said, I, I can't have the temptation. So we're yeah. a trigger for each other and we've got to be a, a trigger in a different kind of way if we're going to do this together. Wow. What's, what's his resistance, you think? I, you know, AJ, it's, I think it's the same thing that causes me to go back to eating a lot of salt and fat is I think when it's around you, it's a trigger and it's, it's an emotional trigger. It's a headspace trigger and it only takes a bite. It's like heroin, that one bite of sugar and you're off, right? You're craving The body is opening up the craving mechanisms and saying, giving me more of that. Yep. More, more. Well, more of that. So it's hard. Yep. Absolutely. But. Um, you can't give up. You got to keep going. I, I I may never be a skinny person, but I will never stop trying to be a healthy person. I love it. That well said, my friend. That's beautiful. Well, we look forward to seeing you next month, Del. Well, thank you. This is fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow for Plant-Based Classics with Lauren Burnick. She's going to be making an easy, cheesy, save the chicken casserole. Take care, everyone. Have a great Sunday.